Okay, recording. Bon <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to Two Gays Dragcast. Woo. This, as always, is your host, Andrew B., doing a weird 1940s radio impersonator impression something. I don't know. I'm kind of out of it mentally, but that's not my fault. I blame the world. But I'm still here, I'm still queer, and I'm still gonna give you the best goddamn podcast we can possibly give you. Yes, that's right. And I'm joined by my lovely boyfriend, the apple of my eye, or in this case, uh, well, I guess I'm the watermelon, because I'm huge, but still. Aww. Guy! Hi! And babe, you are not a- well, I guess you are a watermelon, because I do love See? watermelon. I don't care for it. You are it. very edible. Watermelon's okay, though. I like watermelon-flavored things, though. Mm. The difference between you and watermelon, though, is that I can actually eat a lot of you without having an asthma attack. That makes it sound cannibalistic when we're actually just talking about eating ass. Or sucking dick. This podcast is not for kids, folks. Nope. We use the explicit tag for a reason. <laughs> Anywhoozle. Anyways. Welcome! We were off last week. Mostly because I didn't want to do it. Well, it's also like, how much could we really talk about a reunion in one episode? Just like with last season, we're just going to cover the reunion really quickly and then move mm -hmm. on to the finale. It's also an excuse for me to use two clips in one episode. I always love doing that. <laughs> so we can do down the run through of this reunion very quickly. Fighting, 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 fighting. Somebody threw their shoes off. Fighting, fighting, fighting. Stan Coco Kane. Coco Kane uh, happens to follow me on Twitter. Not like I'm flexing or anything, but I'm sort of flexing. Ha ha ha. I mean, a lot of drag queens follow me on Twitter, actually, but I just wanted to point that out so y'all can be jealous. Stan Coco Kane, Between the Ends of the Earth. Stand all the queens. I'm not here to fight with all of y'all again like I did many weeks ago. Don't send hate. Don't do mean things. Yes, there was fighting that happened here between others like Mary and Sigourney and stuff. But the point is, is that it's each of their, you know, individual journeys and individual things. And that's for them. Sending hate to them. You're just acting like an asshole and I'm not going to deal with it. Uh, once we actually get to the finale, I'm going to read out some tweets from Miss Coco Kane because I think she says it better than any of us. Mm -hmm. But that's when we get to discussing the finale because, I mean, I'll say it up front here. I'll re reiterate myself when we start talking about I'm disappointed personally. I mean, I was disappointed in the finale as a whole. I'm disappointed in who won, even though at this point we're, we're spoiling. But I mean, I'm not going to spoil it yet because we're not actually talking about the finale. I'm disappointed just because I wanted the other three to win more. But I'll be damned as fuck if I'm not going to be like, Ah, yes, I'm I Kim said that my favorite didn't win. I must send the person who won hate. Yes, that is what I must do. <laughs> I will send them death threats and wish them hell upon their family's name. You know, or you could just say, hey, congratulations, and move on. Because we are a show that reviews it. I think we can say our personal opinions that would obviously don't include hate or anything. I'm disappointed, yes, but I still absolutely congratulate them on winning, and I hope they take the crown and the money and everything and move forward and create a great legacy that they continue to have done with the last three winners. Mm -hmm. But I'll be I, the people who think it's like gives you the right, it doesn't. It doesn't like in their mind, it's like, Yes, that gives me the right to be a horrible, racist, an asshole, homophobic piece of shit who can just yell whatever the fuck I want at people on cesspools of Twitter and Reddit. Yes, <laughs> like it doesn't doesn't work like that, fam. But you know, back to the reunion. It's a reunion for sure. It's a reunion. I have to say really quick, it feels a lot more like both a RuPaul's Drag Race reunion and also a little bit like RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked. 
and how it goes sometimes. And you want to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race with how much the Boulets steal in the finale episode from Drag Race? Yeah, that'll come back. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm sorry, I was talking to Lemon. See, this is how I try to mention pe- friends' names so that I'll be like, now you'll listen to my fucking podcast because I mentioned you. So, but I was talking to Lemon. I thought about it after they mentioned me because they were doing a live watch and I was watching because I like getting people's reactions to the stuff. So they were telling me about it and they got to that specific part and they were like, oh my God, the Boulet's wigs. No, there's chopped up wigs. And I didn't think about it at the time, but I was like, those wigs look exactly like what Raven wears. Uh-huh. Those are fully Raven's wigs. They are. It is so fucking funny. Like, well, again, we'll get to it. Back to the reunion. So all of our monsters are, once again, reunited. Everybody looks good, I think, from what I can yeah. tell. Yeah, I will quick say, at the start, they have two tarot cards, I think, on their Christmas tree. The first one is the Lover's. The second one is Judgment, and I have to say, in terms of macabre, obscure symbolism, that is perfect for the past and present of what is going on in this reunion. I just work here. I have no idea what he's going on about. I love occult symbolism. That's, that's just me. Well, when you get killed by a ghost, I will mourn your loss. Anyway, so let's go by the looks. I don't think I can recognize everybody's looks. I'll just go by who I specifically recognize. We've got uh, on the farthest left, Mary as Jesus. I believe, or St. Moses, maybe. I think it's, well, because the crown of thorns makes me think it's Jesus, but uh, Bitter Betty as, um, oh, what's her name? It's the person, it's the same thing that Kylie did for her Hollis Slay workroom entrance. Just more bloody. Oh, yeah, I don't remember who that was. From Batman Returns, the Snow Queen or something. Oh, Snow Queen. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's what it's called, but I know it's from Batman Returns. Formelda is the funniest fucking ident. I don't know what some of these are, but it's just the funniest fucking thing only because something it's like horrible, serious, terrible moment. And then Formelda's wearing this mask that just has a giant smile plastered across it, like cut out giant smile. So everyone's like crying, sad face. And then Formelda's just there like, ah, yeah, with the craziest fucking nose too. It's, it's great. It's so funny. It's so funny to me. It's just like, oh, I'm so sad, or I'm so angry. And then they just cut to her mother like, hi, hi. <laughs> like, it cuts the tension a lot. It's an open mouth smile as well, to just to specify. But they literally do it in the first minute or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, Hoso's crying. Like, they show, it's so funny. Like, it's Hoso crying, sobbing, and then it just cuts to her mother like, grr, even, like, zooms How? in on the face, just like, Rrr. I don't know what Hoso is, but I just, it's nice. It's good. Sigourney is dressed up well, as... Saint, real quick, is an elf. Oh, Saint, yes, Saint. Sorry, because they couldn't, they weren't showing. See, that's why the editing, because I can't tell who's where on what table. I need to look at the full, trying to watch this episode. Yeah, right now, I am literally just at 254. 254? Okay, okay, let me, I can move forward. Just... With the full wide view, I can barely see everybody, but I remember what they all look like. But yeah, Saint. Oh, I love Saint. Saint is so nice. Oh yeah, because I saw they put came out with a. Uh, they're coming out with merch for their whole like Saint Saint cinematic yep. universe. Saintiverse. Almost, basically, I love it. Saintiverse. So nice. Yeah. So far, it looks really cool from what's been shown. Actually, I I mean, I was gonna say I'll reiterate myself when we start talking about the finale, but y'all disappointed. My favorite didn't win. How dare this other person win? 
go support your fucking faves then. Buy their merch. Give them tips. Support what they do. Mm-hmm. You pissed off? It doesn't matter. if Don't send hate. Send support instead to the people that you love instead of being like, well, my fave should have won instead of you, you piece of shit. Exactly. Go support your faves instead of being an asshole. That is far better algorithmically for people, by the way. If you want to actually like provide support for someone in trying times, mm-hmm. don't dogpile on the person who did wrong. Instead, give love and show support and engagement for the person who was wronged, and thus they will be basically boosted yeah. in trying Because just like trying to take down one person instead of supporting everyone, like that's not helping. Yeah, and no. supporting everyone, that helps more. Anyway, um, yeah, so Saints and Elf, love it, cute. Uh, Sigourney is a Christmas present with a tree on top of her wig. Well, the tree is the wig. It's a very funny hat. Very funny. Coco, stunning, hooker, woman, gorgeous, stunning, crush me. I love you. I like how Coco's become my new, like, Sigourney in the beginning was like, step on me, and now I'm just like, no, Coco, twerk on me, please. (laughs) Dance on me. I will lay here. Just step. I don't care. I love her so much. I love Coco so much. Coco is great. And she literally owns this. Like, if this reunion had a winner, like, it was like, suddenly it's like, by the way, I know we didn't mention it, but we're going to have a winner of challenge, and it's this reunion. It would immediately go to Coco. It would. Point blank done. It would done love it astra Dorelia, i want to say is like a reindeer or rudolph or something probably i think a reindeer yeah yeah drag version of that and then jade and zavaletta i think are just uh, pretty pretty peoples pretty dark i do like jade's outfit i like jade in the bl- all black with the nice mm-hmm. wig i like that yeah it's like a real puffy dress sort of thing looks nice and Zavaleta is just like, my balls are out. Do you want to see my balls? I will say, I do like the sort of uh, over-the-shoulder shawl sort of thing. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely enjoy that. But yeah, just Zavaleta being like, girl, I can see your balls right now. Oh, you want to see my balls? Mary's like, no, I don't want to see your balls. She still lifted her fucking legs up. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, oh, and Dolly's and... there. Oh, yeah. Oops. Dolly's head blends into Coco's, Coco's jacket. Truly, I did not even note. I... Yeah, you can't even see. Wait, where is Dolly? Dolly's in all white. It is like camouflage. Oh, there. Yeah, I didn't even see it looking at the picture. Dolly fully blended into Coco's like mm-hmm. fur trim on her outfit. <laughs> even more, their outfit is the same color as the couch. The couch is a like a charcoal gray. Oh, wow. I fully was just like, yeah, I see everybody. Okay, okay, everybody's here. We can move on. I'm just like, wait a minute. How could you forget Dolly? <laughs> fully just looking at everybody. I'm just like, yeah, everyone's here. Moving on. And I'm just like, wait a minute. That's not right. Which is so funny because Dolly is normally so like glaringly obvious in the room. It's just so weird to see Dolly blend in. Well, it's just perfect. Like, because even like Mary's, the dress seems to also sort of have the same-ish type. But you've got the giant red sash and the gray beard. Like that at least sticks out comparatively. Yeah. Whereas like Dolly's was just the perfect, like far enough away that the white kind of blends into the fur trim. And then the black completely matching the sofa. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, uh, now we could tell you what goes on in this uh, reunion, but we're not going to. All we know is that Coco killed it, and we're going to include a little fun bit. So here is a double-speed little argument between Mary and Sigourney that is 72 seconds of what this reunion was like. I feel like the minute that I walked in, you had a target on my back. 
But my high blood pressure is going up already. Um, Let it go. I can tell when someone's not being their true authentic self, and that's just how I felt about you. Well, you're wrong. And that's what I mean. It's like how you answer things. I feel like what I just said, I would have more to say than well, you're wrong. Sure. No, I'd argue with you though. What? Hello? Summary is you couldn't take her not featuring you, so you and her didn't feature her, and then drug that out. I don't think she was featuring anybody else this season. She was not being part of the group. Ain't nobody obligated to this. It's not obligated, but we're sisters, and we're getting to know each other. They act sisterly and not constantly. People's demon when they just mind their own business. I'm very surprised to hear you talking like this. Just honest, what you do and say. I think it's just ridiculous, though. So I wish I could like actually look you in the eye, but I don't have my glasses on. But I think it's weird that you're acting like this. But you really put me through it. I put you like intentionally out of your way. When did I make you feel bad by just saying that you were being real? I'm not telling you. I feel like you were being real. She was just treating everybody the same way. At this point, I don't care. Seems like you do. Girl, you came for me like every episode. Literally. 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 Damn, don't try it, girl. Well, girl, you only stayed till episode four, so what do you know that happened after that? Who's that person? Bring that person out more. I love that read, girl, but I hope you can show the rest of the people watching right now that. They saw it. I know, they saw it now, but where has that person been? Because those comments I like that. I right here. Holy shit. Just insanity. Just fun insanity. We'll leave it at that. It was insanity. Oh, and at the end, of course, we were still wondering who's going to move on to the... Yeah, who's going to move on to the finale? Da, you know, Dolly, you're in the finale. Sigourney, you're in the finale. And then they between Hoso and Saint, they say Saint's in the finale, and it's like... So that means Hoso. I'm sorry, but you're also in the finale. Ah, we faked you out. It's a top four. Ah. ah. Yeah, and then we don't have a resolution to that little execution extermination vignette, but it's fine. Yeah, I wish there would have been. That would have been cool. That would have been nice. Anyway, and now we move on to our final four. The finale itself. Okay, recording! Again! Clap if you care. All right, let's move on. Perfect. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, why the fuck did you miss out on the first 15 minutes? Who knows? But welcome back. We're in the finale. And I was whelmed, to say the least. Very whelmed. That's a way to put it. If you couldn't tell by my clip. For many reasons. As I said, I was disappointed by the winner just because I wanted the other three to win more. However, congratulations are still in order as we are going to be spoiling in 3, 2, 1, 0, 0.1, negative 3, socials, congratulations, Dolly! Clap, 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 clap. The winner of Dragula's Brothers Dragula, season 4. Congratulations. Yes, I will happily, I will admit it right here. Did I want Saint to win more? Yes. Did I want Sigourney to win more? Yes. Did I want Hoso to win more? I mean, for me, they were about the same. I was really pulling for Saint and Sigourney, but I think just in terms of what I saw tonight in the finale, while nothing necessarily blew me out of the water, I actually think Hoso really knocked it out of the park out of everybody here. Hoso did pretty fucking well. And kind of, I think, took it away, so I wanted them to win just off the basis of that. Uh, but I'll still say this was a very lackluster finale for me personally compared to the last three seasons. There was nothing... Not bad. Everybody brought what they could, but for me, it's just every single season so far had had a wow moment. Something that I went like, wow, holy shit. Like season one, you had Melissa's nun, just like for an example. Season two, you had uh, bitches horror, like when those when the eyes turn around for that first like, wow, holy crap. Which is what made it so weird when it when the lights came on. It was just I like, know the oh, lights came it. on and then it turned funny again. Well, I still thought it was funny, but it's definitely still creepy. Yeah. And then season three had um, 
multiple Landon things. I was going to say, yeah, Landon's filth and horror were probably two things that made me go, whoa. Both filth and horror, yeah. Yeah, specifically those two, but then Priscilla's Glamour. That had three... Season three was probably the best one for me in terms of just bringing stuff. Priscilla's Glamour is still, to me, the best glamour I've seen. I knew it was going to be hard to come in and top that one, so... I don't think anybody's brought a better glamour for me yet, so far. And then I think Landon's horror is just fucking creepy. Like, that smile and the way they did sort of things. Like, I've seen pictures, and I was like, no. That one actually gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, that one's just creepy. And then Landon's filth is like, wow, hot damn. That's fucking filthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season did not bring that for me, personally. And I have to say, I feel like Dolly ripped a little bit from Landon there. Just a bit, but I'm still not, you know. We'll get to some stuff with that later. I was, yeah, I was, dis- I was disappointed. But that does not mean I was like this. See, here's the thing. There's a difference between disappointment and y'all being like hateful, horrid assholes. Yeah. Whether I was disappointed by it and say, hey, this wasn't my favorite. I'm still proud by everything the top four brought because that is still a great top four for this Dragula and just a great group of people in general. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to be those people that are like, well, why couldn't you have done better? Why couldn't you have da 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 I'll say what I was disappointed in and what I wish I could have seen better is a constructive criticism. But I'm not just, a, you know, you can't just be a person and think like, this sucked. Why? Uh, this sucked. Not valid. Have opinions yeah. and just explain. Just don't be a fucking asshole. I, I just... It, ugh, I'm so tired. But yeah, anyway, I have Coco Cane here and I'm just going to read out some things that have been said. And I agree with all of them. I agree with everything that she said. And I just... It's stuff that needs to be heard, so I'm just going to repeat it for you. Bottom line, you don't get to enjoy our art and ignore our struggle. Don't ask me why the fuck I keep bringing race into the discussion. She's black above all else. I hope you're as uncomfortable hearing about it. POC are uncomfortable existing around it. Exactly. And then the worst part is people can't play, y'all can't play dumb anymore. POC aren't letting you turn a blind eye anymore. She's, I am so proud of the culture brought to the floor show this season, especially Jose Teratoma's fault, which we which get to. I, like I said, Jose Teratoma brought it for me definitely out of, above everybody else because that filth, I think for me that filth was the closest to a wow moment. And that's more so just a, we are really fucked up as a society. And the fact that people are so ignorant towards it and just stupid and racist about it instead of just being like, because I'm sure some people were like, wow, that's so cool. Wow, look at her calling out Asian cultural stereotypes. Then just goes back to yelling at other Asians and calling them Asian stereotypes or probably something. Like, you know, people just see it and then move on instead of thinking about the long-term repercussions or stuff like that. And it's, it's just fucked up. Yeah. And like I said, Coco says it right here, like, Jose Tormos, people just be like, wow, yes, mama, slay, and then go right past the point of what it's supposed to be explaining. Yeah. Like I said, as they were genuinely fucking disgusted and disappointed in a lot of you, some of you guys, white folks, really, need to stop trying to play God and get some fucking therapy. These are people's lives you're playing with. Grow the fuck up and stop weaponizing your privilege. Yeah, just, Coco's like, yeah, I said it. I hope it stings. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Some people really do need some fucking therapy and reality check. Yeah, they really do. I know they do. They're horrible people. Because they think it's like they're behind a screen. They can just yell that shit at, and it's fucking terrible. But, and Stepun, I love Coco, but it's also here. I know some of you wanted the crown for me, but need to put respect on the winner. Not just this season, but any thereafter. If your favorite one and someone disrespected them the way a lot of y'all already have, you would be big mad. This is not what Dragula is about. Stop. She's put it perfectly. I love Coco, and maybe one day they'll get their own crown. 
but y'all trying to be like, Hoso was robbed, Sigourney was robbed, Dolly's a piece of shit, and I think my fave should win instead. You are fucking terrible, and you are not what Dragula represents. But it's also not fair to say it's like, oh, that's just Drag Race stands. But it's not. Drag Race is its own beast. It's just what we as a society have become, and unfortunately it leaks into all sort of forms. The people who are there and actually, you know, good and truthful and not horrible assholes, it's like, ugh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just reality competitions in general, or even some reality shows. It's just bled over. It's a problem. People need to realize this is real life. You can't apply petty fandom drama to it and expect it to be okay. Why do you think so many people in like J-pop and K-pop have such problems with their lives? Like K-pop, J-pop stands have to deal with the fact that their cultures literally are all about hammering people down who stick out. Especially J-pop. It's fucked. Anyways. Anyway, let's move into the actual episode, shall we? Uh huh. So at the beginning of this episode is a music video made of sort of vignettes of the individual competitors. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I don't. I forget if I mentioned this. No, I don't think I mentioned this to you. I was talking to again. This was a lemon thing. I'm sorry. It's. (laughs) I was fully watching this, and I'm just like, this is fully just like a life insurance ad, (laughs) or like some sort of medicine. It's like. If you or a loved one has suffered from mesothelioma... It, it feels like that sort of stock footage, yeah. It's like, talk to your doctor before you understand the feelings of a doctor. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. Because it's truly just the four of them like walking around while this song plays. I don't know what this song is, actually. I can't wait for someone put, to put that edit up on YouTube. <laughs> I hope somebody does, because it's so funny. Because it's truly just shots like... If you or a loved one has suffered, talk to your doctor about <laughs> So stupid. So stupid. I love it. But yeah, so that's Oh, that. and then it ends on a static face shot of yeah, Dolly. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, I was going to say, it was a long shot of looking into Dolly's eyes specifically. Like, mm-hmm. y'all want to play your cards just, like, I know it's the finale episode, but y'all playing your cards a little early. Like, come on. Boomers. Yeah, there was foreshadowing throughout this whole fucking thing. There I think really it might have been to soften the blow for everyone who was not wanting Dolly, or even not expecting it, Dolly. I was say, it didn't work. Look at the ad. Look, if you go to Reddit and Twitter, <laughs> look at those assholes. <laughs> no, it did, did not. not work. Did not work at all. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah. Thank you, Kennedy Davenport. I don't know if she actually originated it. I wonder if she originated it. I think I also heard it on Real Housewives. I'll have to see who originated that. Any hoozle. Any hoozle. So now we go into drag, filth, horror, glamour. I'm just doing this because I want you to do the Bible girl thing again. It's just funny. The winner of the Boule Brothers Dracula receives a grand prize of a hundred thousand dollars. Courtesy of I just really like that joke. It's so stupid. I love it. And now we actually move into the final four. Yay! Whoopee! Yay! Woo. We don't need to hear them because it's literally just like three minutes of I'm so excited to be in the final four. I'm so happy to be in the final four. Am I happy to be in the mm-hmm. final four? I'm also happy to be in the final four. I know they'd be happy in the final four. I'm like, we get it, you're happier in the final four. We get it. You're all crazy excited to be able to compete and also very antsy. You are literally the apex. Like, y'all did it, bitches. Yeah. Also, it's the fucking finale. Of course, everyone's on their nerves. You can tell. What's also just like, what else are we going to talk about? Yeah, I wonder what we're going to do today. Oh, right. It's the finale. 
There's also no attention competitors this episode, which is interesting. It's just the red light. No, yeah, it just turns red. Which, by the way, when they walked into the boudoir, it was just red. Who mentioned it? Who was I talking to the other? Oh, again, this is Lemon. This look that they have on is very reminiscent of, uh, if you go look it up, it's that same sort of melted plastic look that Trinity wore on All-Stars 4 for the Plastic Fantastic runway. Okay, yeah. I mean, I compared it to Valencia, exclamation point, but... Definitely. Reminds me a bit of Coral, actually. See, I don't see Coral. I see melted plastic. Uh, I think it's also meant to look like fabric blowing in the wind. Anyways. Anyway. Alright, I gotta get into my Eeyore. Our finalists, welcome to the final challenge of the Boulet Brothers Dragula, Season 4. You have all fought well in your battle for the crown, and you have earned the highest honor of any who competed before you. Honor. I need to get my honor back. (laughs) I don't know why Zuko came to mind. Anyway... No matter what happens next, you have made us proud, and we are thrilled to welcome you into our army of monsters. For your final challenge, you will be conceptualizing and creating three distinct looks and three distinct floor shows based on the tenets of Dragula, filth, horror, and glamour. You are to use every resource and skill available to you to create your ultimate floor show. As always, we don't just want them to construct incredible costumes, we also want you to inject each look with who you are as a drag icon. We want to see a bit of you in everything you do. That being said, you can't just win on looks alone. For your glamour floor show, you will need to design and choreograph a lip-sync performance to Change the Paradigm by Ostra. Again, while your look is important, your ability to perform in front of a live audience may be even more important, and will factor into our final decision. Outside of your three floor shows, you will also be joining as a special guest for a live recording of our hit podcast show, The Boule Brothers, Creatures of the Night, where you'll be interviewed for a special segment on an upcoming episode. Fully stealing from fucking Drag Race. Straight up stolen from Drag Race. Like, you're gonna join me and Michelle on What's the Tea? Nah, fuck that bitch, you're gonna be on Creatures of the Night! Yeah, at the very least, it makes sense for the Boulets to have their own podcast. No, it does, because they had their podcast before, like, they started it, I think, after season three. But it's just so funny to me that, like, we've never done this in any of the other seasons, because we didn't have a podcast then, but you're gonna be guests on our podcast! And I'm just like, god damn it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's how it also happened with Drag Race, you know? Yeah, but that podcast was out, I feel like, way longer before they actually started implementing it in the... I think the first time they actually implemented it in the episodes was All-Stars 2. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the season had been out, or the podcast had been out much longer, I think. Aha! RuPaul's What's the Tea? Oh my god, Wikipedia, stop bugging me. Please give us money. I'm like, somebody else can do it, not me. So it first released April 2014. Oh, really? Okay, so it's not that long ago. Well, comparatively, because All Stars was 2015, wasn't it? I think so. Let me see, hold on. In which case, yeah, both of their podcasts existed for about a year before they added uh, competitors. Honestly, that makes sense. Yeah, it gives it about a year to build up, find its style. No, season two aired in 2016, excuse me. Oh. Okay, so they had two years to do it. So that means, I would say, season seven and season eight of normal seasons. 
It also didn't do it. They started doing it with All Stars. Because I don't know. Did they do that for th- any of the other All Star seasons? Because I don't think they did. I think they only did it with season two. I don't know. I know. We said we'd never talk about Drag Race, but here we are. Well, the Boulets brought it into Dragula, so we have to talk about it. That's true. It's just, like, really funny that they were like, it's like, guess what? It's time to do, time to steal from Drag Race. I mean, the thing is, Drag Race has been perfecting their formula for years now. Well, perfecting. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know about perfecting, because, like, they just keep getting more and more and more and more. Yeah. They've been expanding, growing, testing out, now that they're too big to just immediately fail. Right. Anyway, back to the episode. Yes, back to Eeyore. Yes, I know. <laughs> Love you, Drakmorda. Yeah, right. After you complete your floor shows, you perform in an interview, we will make our final decision. We will crown one of you the winner of the Boulet Brothers Dragula Season 4. And you will become the world's next drag super monster. We now anoint you with the blessing of filth, the freedom of drag, the power of glamour, and the terror of horror in preparing for these last looks. Go now in good fortune in your final torment. So we're just going to quickly go over each of these specific interviews because I personally do not care. I think this is so stupid. I think the Boulets look fucking hilarious in those fucking raven wigs. They really do. Big Boulet cannot pull it off at all. Like, Small, small Boulet pulls off anything because I just the enjoy thing. them I a lot. I actually thought Drac looked better than Swan in, in the short hair. <laughs> no. Again, I think they both look like Raven. They both look like Raven, yes. They are both Raven. I feel like Big Boulet looks more like Raven than Small Boulet. Oh, Boulay, definitely. But it's because Raven is so tall it's, already. It's Raven and Raja. Oh my god. <laughs> it really is? No, no. Because I was going to say, because they're both white. It's Raven and Aquaria. Okay, yeah. It's Aquaria trying to be Raven. <laughs> oh my god. Because they've, the, they've done fashion photo review a number... Because they've done it together a number of times. Okay, yeah. What am I talking about? If they're both white, one of them can't be Raven. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Stop getting so tan, Raven. (laughs) Yeah, tanner my ass. Uh, It's called liquid bronzer, and she applies it to her whole body. She dunks in it like it's a swimming pool. I wouldn't be surprised if she puts it in her tub and takes a bath. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. (laughs) She she definitely does something. RuPaul's like, oh, look, it's a mini-me. Wait, Raven, is that you? Eh, It's fine. Anyway, the Boulets have their friend, uh, Ian DeVogler. I actually like Ian on the podcast on his own, but I feel like Ian wasn't necessary for this interview, but I'm guessing they wanted to have him anyway, so sure, fine. Well, because he's such a quote-unquote integral part of the podcast, I don't think he is. I think it's because he's also part of the behind-the-scenes and was like also part of the creation and insemination of the show. Super, he's a supervising producer. Ooh. Wish I cared? I know, Eden's like, what did I ever do to you? I'm like, you're just, I just don't care for you. I'm sorry. Anyway, first up, top four on season four, competed on season three, and won the Boulet Brothers Resurrection. Welcome, Saint! So this interview is an interview. Saint has that whole sort of thing where it's like, I have to bring it and do it right for my community, which we've seen before, and we know it's difficult, but we reviewed it with the episode where bob was on and it still applies actually that was last episode so 
the whole thing is saint wants to basically just represent their community for like black and more queer femme presenting drag queens who especially in the alt drag scene like it's kind of difficult to be there it's always tricky being like many levels of ostracized and it's just it's just not great so i i get wanting to be there but uh it's always a difficulty of not getting in your head about that as well and clearly saint is trying to make sure that she doesn't get into that we learn a little bit about what saint's horror look will look like which is um it's the tooth fairy but with teeth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some horror movie about the Tooth Fairy out there. Oh, oh, Rise of the Guardians. No, I mean like an actual, just like, it's called the Tooth Fairy, and it's like some... Oh, I know. It's probably some art house obscure horror film. Either that or something that aired on sci-fi. Honestly, if I didn't know what it actually was about, I would have thought it would be called Teeth, but... Teeth is something else, yeah. Teeth already exists, and it's about Vegeta Datata instead of like mouth teeth yeah anyways so yeah that's basically saint's interview and then we have sigourney so sigourney is basically also here to represent her community and be like all right so for the female femme drag queens it's always difficult especially in the old scene where you're kind of an outsider even though you're also someone who is going there in part so that you can find a community but also because of the fact that you yourself are a little bit punky, and those are the people that you vibe with, so it kind of just feels weird. It's always like, what scene you want to be in, what scene you're a part of, it's always kind of a tricky juggling act with some people, and I think Sigourney is one of those folks who is on that tricky balancing act as well. But the hope is that Sigourney is able to show up and show up everyone. We'll see if that happens this episode. I think she does okay, but the hope is to bring more awareness and hopefully get some cis drag queens to actually, um, you know, cis femme drag queens to actually get bookings as opposed to their cis male drag queen counterparts. Yeah, because I was going to say cis male drag queens are, you know, on every single season of Drag Race. Like, yeah, they're everywhere. Two, three, four, five fold. Every Drag Race season, everywhere. Yeah. Like, I still want even more representation, but I think Dragula is still a better representation of just having all types of drag than Mm -hmm. you've been able to get with other drag races. Like, I think the first one to really do that out of everybody was probably Drag Race Thailand, because I don't know if Dragula was really a thing when that was airing. Um, I think Dragula was brand new at the time. Yeah, I was going to say, it might have been on season one at that point. Season one or season two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely like the diversity that Dragula brings, but I want it to keep pushing. I don't want there to just stop, you know? I want it to keep going. Absolutely. Because, again, drag is for everyone. It's not some little thing for you to gatekeep, you piece, you know, you bastards and pieces of shit that are like, no, it's for me only. And it's for my group, not you. You are excluded. You don't get to do it, and you don't get to do it, and you don't get to do it. No, drag is for everyone. Just because you think you have a historic precedent for being with the idea of drag does not mean that you are the ones who invented it, nor does it mean that you are the only ones who ever did drag. Because all gender performance is drag. Exactly, and you're not the only ones who ever do drag. Drag, I said drag is for everyone. Period. Drag is for everyone. 
Anyway, uh, Sigourney actually says ahead of time that her filth look, it involves basically having like a pretty woman with a bunch of like sort of goopy zits and eating them like a snack. See, the funny thing is they kind of mention, not mention, but they're kind of sort of like, uh, I just think it's funny. You know, you've brought glamour and glamour and glamour. We want to see more. What are you going to bring for horror and filth? Well, I'm going to be glamoury horror and glamoury filth. Ta-da! Which, no offense, I liked it. I, again, I still, nothing wowed me, but I still enjoyed it. I just think it's funny, like, people are like, oh, do this, do this. Sigourney does what Sigourney does, and y'all hating on her to be like, change it up, do this, do that, do that. And I'm just like, I will say she did kind of fumble the ball a bit for me, only just because we'll get to it, but her filth look was way more glamorous than her actual glamour look, and I think that was a big fumble for yeah. me. Like, that filth, the actual look itself was just like, oh, 1940s Hollywood glamour. Oh, uh, so... Anyway, we'll get to we'll get, it, we'll get, but we'll get, we'll get, we'll get. I'll quick preempt to say, I think the whole point was to add more juxtaposition to make it look even more disgusting. Like, it's soiling a sort of beautiful pre-existing idea, but we'll get there when we get there. Yes. Next up... Next up was Dolly. Mentioning season two. Yeah, Dolly mentioned season two a little bit being all in their head. He also brings up that in his glamour look, his whole idea is to have a red outfit that looks way more alive than it is dead because a lot of his drag is based on the idea of like putrefaction and dead things, which is why he always paints his face white. But he's going to go for a little bit more lively in his glamour, and I think that kind of shows, and have his outfit be red to show the color of the pills that he takes every day because Dolly is HIV positive, so antivirals. Yeah, Dolly's backstory. We're already kind of familiar with Dolly's backstory because of season two, but there's always a little bit more. There was apparently a thing that showed up on Reddit recently that was retracted, so there's not that much more. Yeah, unfortunately there were some... uh unfounded allegations of grooming and abuse which the person later recanted and said they were just you know being petty about it facetious facetious and it's just really fucked up because you saw a lot of people sort of true colors that they immediately turned on dolly oh my god yeah like telling dolly to kill themselves and it's funny how then dolly won and they're all sort of oh well they went silent interesting or they just oh wow yeah congratulations i totally didn't tell you to kill yourself like three days ago wow It brings out people's true colors, and it's very interesting. I know. It's so weird because there were several alarms that were immediately tripped for me with all those allegations and stories. And like, what what is with this? You know, we're not not saying don't believe all victims, but it's also good to do your research instead of just blindly. Like, yes, victims deserve to be heard out. Yeah, whenever someone presents you proof, it's always good to be able to be like, what is this? What does this say about the situation? Right. And if it says something fishy, then... You know, look into it. See what you can find. Maybe gently prod it and see, like, is there actually more to this? And sometimes it's actually like, oh, this entire argument is hollow, or, oh, there actually is something gross and squishy inside there. I'm just going to fold this back up and leave the box in the corner. Yes, there is something in souls. There's actual proof. There's just a lot of stuff. Person recanted. All that has been worked out. Yeah. Everyone's sort of moved on, but it's it, it showed a lot of people's true colors for sure. Like, yes, of course, you can say... In a week, it was done and over with. Yeah. The thing was, nothing had really... they only, And they only had recanted in the last, like, maybe hours leading up to the finale. Yeah. 
it was very opportunistic timing when it was like put out mm-hmm. like just after the reunion so it couldn't ever be covered but yeah anyway uh moving on quick to say dolly preempts the boules with the idea that their filth is also based on you feeling filthy which i have to say for anyone who is particularly sex positive or like into voyeurism it, no that actually isn't that filthy that's just a sunday Yeah, i didn't think it was that filthy like some of it is a little I guess filthy if you want to say like oh kinks can be filthy but I mean being into autoerotic asphyxiation sure come it was confetti we'll get there I have words oh yeah and Dolly says apparently apparently their drag is supposed to be non-sexual yeah I guess I get that based on the beach one but I don't even know so Hoso Hoso talks about her battle with cancer and going through chemotherapy, how Dragulo was what kept them going, and I have to say, it's really nice to hear that Dragula can do that for people. Once Hoso was able to get back into drag, it was like, alright, I'm immediately gonna come and do Dragula. You know what? The fact that Hoso was able to turn up, show up, and do so well just kind of goes to show how apt Hoso was for the competition. Then we get a little bit of information about Hoso's filth look. That dissects some Asian stereotypes, really bad Asian stereotypes. A lot of them are kind of lumped in, especially with, like, China, but a lot of them are also applied to Korea. The problem with Asian stereotypes is when you lump in everyone, you lump them into China specifically because it's China. They're the bigger country, of course. They're massive. Everyone thinks, oh, you must just be like China, even though China is so fucking huge. They have at least 56 ethnic groups that the nation has to recognize. And that's just the big ones. Those are the ones in the millions. People don't realize how diverse uh, even a single country can be. Mm -hmm. I definitely understand where Hoso is coming from. I cannot speak from personal experience and only things that I've seen. In the place that I work, I have worked with Asian people that aren't necessarily from China Angels. I have a great friend of mine who's from Thailand and another one who isn't she was born in America, but she's working and like she works on a cash register. And when it first started early up, there would be people who would just be like, Go back to your country or why'd you bring the coronavirus here? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like the fuck is wrong with you and if i could say something the problem is you know we can't say anything the managers luckily were nice you know they did something about it but as an employee just seeing that you just want to like the fuck is wrong with you you piece of shit it's so fucked up that people have this terrible horrible mentality as soon as they see it it's 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 that's terrible behavior that has literally gotten people kicked out of stores because of the fact that they're being a public nuisance but they're not even a nuisance at that point they're just racist assholes That's usually enough to get a warning from the police. But, well, knowing how Black Lives Matter had to jump in and try and combat racism right at the fucking start of the fucking We're still combating racism. People have been combating racism from the start, and it's going to continue to happen until shit gets done. I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Anyway, let's get to these floor shows, shall we? Yes. The Boulets. Playing with some fancy new lights. And lasers. They remind me there's uh, lasers in the film Jigsaw, which is a Saw movie at the end. It looks very much like that, where they slices through this guy's head. It's attached to like a chain. Oh my god, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. 
but yes they they're playing with their little doing like look runway look at us we're doing fancy model things ooh ooh and these finale looks um okay okay I guess you look kind of like Queens of Your Empire. I don't know about that. I feel like everything reads differently. Like, the headpieces read Vegas Showgirl. <laughs> I actually got Warrior Woman. No, Vegas Showgirl down. Look at that, like, glittered headpiece. And then everything else is, like, World of Warcraft character. Let the floor show begin! Woo! So, we're going to go over these looks. First is Glamour. So, we're going to go over these looks. And also the lip sync. I am not sitting here for three goddamn minutes of a performance. Let's just say it was long. You could feel it. It felt long. We can really easily just quick go over the lip sync. Everyone did a pretty tight performance, actually. Yeah, but the thing is, I have my rankings, if you're including both performance and look. I don't normally do rankings, like normally shows, but since this is a top four, you kind of, everything is being judged in one giant package. So I'm, I personally ranked each of them. By category? Right. Let's start with Dolly. Dolly does a little bit of a usual non-binary play with like androgyny, like a half and half look. But instead of it being like down the middle of their body, it is the lower half is a sort of hobbled skirt mermaid silhouette, which looks pretty cool. Although I will say the chains running up the legs part is that looks like it would normally go on a jacket. And I don't feel like it looks right. It makes Dolly look like they have their legs inside of a jacket, which would be very funny, but it would not be suitable for a glamour occasion. And then the jacket, like a open jacket to be a little bit more manly, but it's like a little bit embroidered and brocaded to still make it glitzy and showy and very pretty. And I have to say, I actually kind of would like a version of this jacket. Like, not this exact thing, but something like it could be really fun. Yeah, and also I believe they said during the podcast that it's the same color as the HIV pill that they have to take every day. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that earlier. Okay, just making sure. Well, I also say during this performance, I believe they actually do take the pill on stage. Yes. Which I do think was actually a really cool part of the performance. Still not my favorite outfit, however, personally. I think, like I said, I think Glamour was probably the least successful category in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think people most focused on their looks. Yeah. Or not their looks. People most focused on their performances. No, I think most people... F- which... No, I think you were right the first time. I think most people focused on the looks from what I read. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, I believe so, from what I read. Uh, I guess. I mean, people did focus on making the looks look nice. Yeah. And as much as they can perform in them... And, like, they have very tight lip syncs, at least in the edit. And we know that the floor show editors do really, really well making sure that everyone looks good on their floor show, or at least as good as possible. There weren't any visual stinkers in the performance, so it still felt kind of slow and moody, and it kind of worked. Well, the thing is, I have to go by what I think. Like I said, this is just my per. I think Sigourney and Hoso had the strongest performances in terms of just performing. Agreed. I think Hoso beat out Sigourney just a bit in terms of look. I like both of them, but I prefer Hoso's more. You Because you've only described, so. Yeah. Sigourney's is like this long white gown, very reminiscent almost of a lot of her outfits, but they all look good. It's like white, sparkly, um, sort of giant Frankenstein hair she had back in week one. A bouffant. 
with the sort of two victory rolls in the front. A, a giant bouffant, yes. I will also say just for Dotley's, um, again, while it is nice, I don't care for it as much because there was something similar done by Blair St. Clair in All-Stars 5 for the prom runway. Not exactly the same, obviously, but done in a similar way. I personally really like that. Yeah, and that one was really nice. But I also like this a lot. I think it's a different version of it. It's just I remember both, and I like that one just a bit more. But I do like this for them. I think it's definitely a, a good mashup of androgyny showing it's like the feminine and masculine sides, which I do appreciate when that sort of thing can be done. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Sigourney's. Very pretty, very nice. I just like how clean it is. Although it has these sort of like red, not stains because they're made out of sequins, I think. Yeah. To make it look like blood, which nice touch. It looks cool. It breaks up the white in a really nice way. Yes. Uh, Hoso's is, uh, what is Hoso's if I can get a full look of it? All right. Well, before, oh, I was about to say before Hoso shows up, we get a nice good view of Saint, but that was very, very short. See, the problem is I think Saints is the worst of the four in terms of performance and look. I just don't think the shape is right. I also don't like the sort of giant cutout in the middle. I wish it had been like a slit, like how Sigourney's has a slit in the leg. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been a lot better. Having this sort of like oval in the front, I just don't think it does anything, unfortunately, for her shape. Yeah, I think because of the fact that it has those sort of caftan sleeves, yeah. I think that could have worked on one side and then to have the other side a little bit more right. form-fitting. Even if it has a little bit of that extra... Hanging? I can only think to call it a patagium. Oh, but it's just <laughs> hanging. I get what you mean. So unfortunately, I just don't think it does as much as it would. So I think it's the worst of the performance. I also think hers was the most muted performance, which is a critique she's had. Yes. It does kind of work with the look, but... Makeup mm. and hair is fantastic. Oh my god, yeah. You will never see Saints skipping on makeup and never, hair. Never, I love everything they do. It's like a canvas, truly. The face that they're able to do and the makeup and hair that they're able to see. Like with that ma- mime runway and sort of stuff like... Just, they make it so... Like a canvas, literally. An artist on a canvas. Because that's what it is, really, with drag sometimes. Oh yeah. Anyway, Hoso's... Come on, pause. There we go. This is green. Is it red or orange? Because I'm just blind. I believe it is red. It is green and red, which are very traditional colors for a very specific period in Korea. And I also love this makeup because this makeup is pretty much just like the eyes are done in the traditional Hoso style. Mm -hmm. This is the Hoso eyes with the contoured cheek. Right. And everything else just looks like glamour, pretty. But it's like those eyes still immediately say Hoso. And that's something, again, I've really appreciated that every week was something different, but it's still said Hoso. And I agree here again, it's still Hoso while being something completely different. And I really appreciate that. And the look itself is, um, what is that hat called? I forget. Oh, I do not remember what that Uh, kind of hat is called. It's called, I need to look it up. The one I was immediately thinking of is the kind that has gauzy film around it. That's the only one I actually learned the name for. But this isn't one of those. This is instead a sun hat. Is it just Asian conical hat? But there's not a cone. But it's a, that one looks basically like it without the fabric because it doesn't have the point on top. And it just says a selection of conical hats. Mm. So I'm assuming that's basically what it is because there's different types. That's the thing. Yeah. There are many varieties. I really like it as a whole. I like it. There's really nothing else I could say about it. I just really like it. And I also think her performance is really good. Yeah, so quick go over what it is. Traditional, it has the sash around the waist. It does not have a full collar along the fold over on the chest in Korean style as opposed to Japanese style. Those are the differences. And then there are two sort of roll-up puffs of specifically red over the green main skirt. 
it looks really nice and adds extra shape and oh, yeah. helps make it look more like Hoso is less like a bell and more like some sort of flower, I guess, which I think is the point. It looks really nice. For glamour, I wanted to celebrate. Uh-oh, I can't say that because it's in Korean. It's in Hangul? Yeah. Can you copy and paste them into... Um... Yeah, hold on. Let me... Huang Jinai. For Glamour, I wanted to celebrate Huang Jinai, the most successful courtesan of the 16th century Korea. Although she was born into a slave status, her star power and smarts turned her into an icon of her generation. It thought it was awesome that I get to perform this whole tribute piece to a song that's about changing the paradigm, and that's exactly what they did. Mm. Which, I love it. I think it's wonderful and gorgeous. I love everything about it. Something about it, the face is what gets me so much, because again, like, the fact that it's so different to faces that we had seen in previous weeks, but it still so directly says Hoso, that's just fucking impressive to me. Yeah, I know. It's so different, but so recognizable at the same time. Right. It is beautiful. Anyway, we're spending too much time, but for me, my rankings right now, as of uh, what it was, just putting performance and look together, Hoso, Sigourney, Dolly, Saint, for Glamour. Yeah. Next, we move on to (gasps) horror. And let me just say, we're immediately starting with Saint. And you want to talk about who blew it out of the water for horror, in my opinion? I see Saint first. Well, first it's Dolly, but they show like in the shadows. So I just want to go by Mm -hmm. shadows first. Because I want to start with good before we start to bad, because I personally didn't like Dolly's, but we'll get to that. Yep. So Saint, like I said, Tooth Fairy, I love this oh my god and it has connections which is what i love is cool so like this is the tooth fairy that took the uh mime from the clown challenges teeth mm-hmm. and like it's just the cult universe well there's also like i said when we get to her filth it's another connection which i don't know if i even told you so you know that lady eating the cat shit i know we're we're, we're a little bit ahead so apparently that's the vampire from resurrection before she got turned into a vampire I thought I recognized that outfit. Uh-huh. I thought she was just doing the same sort of style. No, I love this universe that she Saint has created. Indeed. It's so great. This you, I love Saint so fucking much. The universe and looks that she's been able to create are so fantastic for me. Like, my God. So let's talk about this, like, tooth fairy with this giant tooth mouth thing. I never know what it's called, but I've seen multiple yeah. people wearing it. Like, she even has those paddles to hold open her mouth. Yeah, because I've seen multiple people wearing that, because I know James wore that on, like, episode one of season two for the Cenobite thing. Mm-hmm. Isis Couture wore it recently a couple of times on Canada's Drag Race. She wore it on the one episode where she literally looked like James's Cenobite, and then she wore it on the finale episode before she won. By the way, spoilers, congratulations, Isis Couture, winning Canada's Drag Race season two. Woo! Woo. Anyway, so yeah, Saint's wearing the sort of same thing that pulled the teeth apart, but there's just all bunches of teeth attached to it. And then she's got sharp fang teeth in her actual mouth. Uh-huh. There's tooth decorations all around. And she looks like a wild unseelie fae, which I just love. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like a very like, you know, fairy fae sort of just like imagine looking at it from the back. You think I'm cute and innocent, don't you? Think again, bitch. <laughs> anyway, I love this look. The look itself, I forget how to describe Just, like, silvery, like, silky fabric with, like, blood stains, blood dripping, the wings on the back. And she's got the sort of fey, like, ears again, like, sort of ear. Very decrepit. Yeah. Great. It's horror, for sure. You see that in your dreams, and you're like, what the fuck? Give me your teeth! 
And I'm like, no, get away. I like my teeth. Ah. No, wait. The thing that I'm thinking of is actually a reference to the Owl House, and she instead said, give me your skin. Both are terrifying. Yes. Anyway, moving on, we have Dali. We're going a bit backwards in order, but that's just because I wanted to start with a good and then move on to a bad. Glamour mm -hmm. was the last good time I'm going to talk about Dali when it comes to these. I'm just disappointed. So this is sort of like evil priest. Okay, so this is supposed to be a zombie priest. Well, zombie, evil, sort of possessed priest. The problem is, I think it was revealed too early. Yeah. Like, it was, he was wearing this, like, giant, you know, no, clerical robes, but then he just sort of threw it off, and now it's just sort of, like, full body, except uh, a little bit of cloth covering his nasal regions. And then it's just very, like, jerky movements that, no offense, I wouldn't not see as an ex he'd, he'd be an extra in the Conjuring movies or something, or the next Nun movie. Yeah. At least Dolly has sucked in his body in the right way, and it looks kind of right with the shape. Yeah, it definitely, it has body horror to it, but I just, I really wanted more. Me as well. You know, and it's just, it's, it's disappointing. That also comes into play of why I think I was somewhat disappointed with Dolly winning. Just because, like, yes, the entire, because if you go by entire package, Dolly still kind of ate the whole competition up. But I also think final performance should be geeking into account. But we're not the Boulets, and the Boulets lived for it, so that's neither here nor there. They lived for it, we personally didn't, so it's not our, you know, cup of tea. Yeah. I personally just didn't care for it. I do think it was the weakest of the four, and I'll go ahead and say it now. I also think his filth was the weakest of the four. Yeah. But we'll get to that when we get to filth. It still takes time. It still takes, you know, to paint yourself like that, to, to get the context in, to make those body mm -hmm. movements and do that sort of body horror. So I don't want people to be like, well, why are you saying it sucks? Because I was personally disappointed by it. But I still appreciate the effort that was put into it. If the only thing I could say is I do think the reveal was a bit too early, like it started. I wish they would have kept the reveal on a little more. Yes, too early and there's not enough story. Well, yeah, they maybe like keep your eyes closed the entire time at first, do like walk around a bit, prayer, prayer, and then eyes open, you're possessed, throw off the robe. Instead, it feels felt very immediate, like poof, robe's off and now I'm possessed. It just, it needed a little more time before that reveal. Yeah. Or even start off looking dead. Maybe, yeah, something like that. Next up, we have Sigourney Beaver. I really like this. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I get why some people might be underwhelmed, but I immediately see reference to those like 80s cheesy science fiction-y horror flicks like Reanimator and, uh, you know, Frankenhooker and shit like that. Like, I see it. Yes, it's still glamoury, obviously. It's still glamour horror but i i don't know i like it i get what they're going for so she comes out and she's got this like doctor's robe on very like mad scientist <laughs> giant yellow crazy hair it's not even that crazy it's just like really rolled but well you know what i mean just like you could see it and think mad scientist a little bit yeah so she's ripping off her gloves her long black gloves and she's walking around and suddenly she pulls it off and Boom! Franken-lady. And she's ripping off her skin. Oh my god. Skin slip. It, there's blood everywhere. She drank one of her potions and now she's paying the consequences. Ripping off her nose. Rubbing the blood all over her face. And her body, she's covered in blood. And then, I will say, yes, of course, they go back to each one. 
the problem I had with it also, sort of like with Dolly's, but in reverse, is that it was almost too short to get to the horror. Like, it was very campy-campy, rip it off, ripping the skin off, putting the blood on her face, the and then... The payoff was very simple. There's only so much you can do. Right. I just think it's like, and then immediately move into Hostos, and they're like, oh, that's it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the editors trying their best to make sure that it didn't draw on for too long. Um, and now, Hoso Teratomas. I will say two things. One... It is, you know, the horrors, obviously, of, like, tumors and, and cancer and all this. If anything, it made me not, like, scared. Like, of course, horrors don't necessarily have to be scary, but I will admit, it made me sad more than anything. Mm-hmm. And also, the only thing I will say is, while I do think it's good, I'm slightly disappointed only in the fact that we literally just saw the multiple mass thing last week with the clowns. Yeah. Although instead of it being multiple masks or multiple faces, you know what I mean, multiple faces. Most of them are not even fully formed. Yeah, but it's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the same idea done differently. It's taking that journey. It's something that happened to Hoso personally, and putting it into their drag like that is still so just mm-hmm. my god. It's but yeah, like I said, they're very like I, I can't really explain it. They're wearing like a hospital gown sort of outfit. They're boy, bringing an IV bag with them, and their head is surrounded by other more or less deformed heads that are essentially tumors for the cancer. There's a little bit of necrosis in their hand, which is just like oof, chemotherapy. It really just hits you because it, it just makes me sad. Because I'm just like, God damn it! Like I'm so glad that they're you know able to that they were able to overcome that and get to be on this stage and do these things. Like, that's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, hold on. Let me find my rankings. Um, I believe my rankings, if I remember correctly, it's Saint, Hoso, Sigourney, Dolly. Saint and Hoso are very close to one another. It was basically, for me, it was almost sort of equal. Like, there's not really a third or fourth place. It's really like Saint equals Hoso, Sigourney equals Dolly. Because I think Dolly and Sigourney's were both lacking, but I still enjoyed elements of them. And Saint and Hoso's were both really, 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 really good. I don't know if I could say one is better than the other. So I would just say there's like a first place and a second place. Hmm. Not yeah. a one, two, three, four. Uh, next up, we have Filth. Or the Filth. Okay, so we'll start up first with Saint reviving, although technically this was so before she was undead. The prequel. Her character from Resurrection, who was a vampire. Just cleaning her kitty's litter, being a lovely little homemaker. Oh, but what's this? Oh, she's found a treat in her kitty's litter box. She eats doo-doo, except that I can... Just because of how much, how my fat ass knows and how much it's chocolate I eat. caramel and chocolate. And also graham cracker crumbs. I was going to say how much, yeah, I was going to say because I'm just, you know, I've eaten enough chocolate through my life. <laughs> and then, of course, Hershey's chocolate sauce, <laughs> like chocolate sauce. Uh-huh. But I tell you, if you didn't know that was, you know, you'd be like, that's sick. And I'm like, yeah. But, like, the fact that she has this saint verse and the way she does things, like, if you see at one point, the way she, like, has her finger in her mouth and, like, pulls her finger out of her mouth the same way she did with the blood because it's the same person. Like, I love that connection. That's hmm. the sort of shit I fucking love. Like, my God. But I definitely think it was filthy. It worked great. And I just love the outfit itself. It was very, um, I didn't even describe the outfit. It's, like I said, think of that vampire outfit they did, but more 
matronly almost like she's a 1950s housewife and she's got a yeah. you know a red it's a i think it's a gorgeous dress and i also love the oversized like cleaning gloves i think it works with the outfit because she's also got this like apron corset on that's the same color white and then a red dress underneath it i i just love everything about it i love it yeah it's gloves to a drag level i love saints so much go support like i'll repeat myself because I want to support them and I continue to support them, but I'll just repeat myself. Like, y'all, instead of being pissy that your fave didn't win, just go support them. Oh my god, yes. Like, yeah, am I sad that Saint didn't win or Sigourney didn't win? Yeah. But I'm not going to go send hate to Dolly. I'm just going to go support the fuck out of everybody. Exactly. Because that's what a normal person does. Yeah, because we're functional fucking humans. Unlike a lot of people. Yeah, I know, right? Next up, we have Sigourney, who, like I said, somewhat disappointingly, this is way more glamorous than her actual glamour look. Beautiful Hollywood starlet. This, oh, it's so pretty. I love that hair. That hair is stunning. It's sort of like dressing gown, very beautiful shape. See-through gown, sort of like, uh, I never know what those, I forget what those are called. Sheer. Yeah, sheer. It's like, so it's a sheer negligee sort of robe gown well no it's not a gown really it's more of just a giant robe with like fur accoutrements i've usually called them a dressing gown but yeah yeah dressing gown okay and then like a gold sort of leotard bathing suit but pretty like golden age you know and that gorgeous hair i forget what that's called oh a bubble fit flip that's what it's called a bubble flip bubble flip that's it thank you and nice jewelry. Yeah, the nice jewelry. And of course, her filth is like, you think, because she's turned around and she's like, she's so beautiful. She's standing facing the front so you can't see her face. And then she turns and bleh, she's actually dead. She's dead and pus is spewing and she's got blisters and boils and ghouls and they're pussing I don't everywhere. think it's that she's dead. She's just covered in zits. No, see, I thought it was that she was dead. That's what the whole idea was, is that she was like this old glamorous starlet. And she's, that's what I thought. Okay, so when she was going through her look or idea for the look on the podcast, she was supposed to be like, so I'm a beauty queen, but I'm covered in zits. And you know what? I'm popping them off and having a snack. I mean, fair enough. But I feel like doesn't it also read as like former movie starlet dead for so many years, finally back. And you think she's like super pretty. Like I get her point, but I just I don't know. That's what my first think is looking at it. I don't know about that. Well, because I'm more versed in old Hollywood than you are. I think you're pulling it out of the idea of a bygone era turned ugly and disgusting. But I think the idea is just like, oh, all of a sudden she's gross. I just We have our differing opinions, but whatever. Yeah, it's interpretation at that point. Sure. Moving on, we have Hoso, who's, this is probably the look out of everybody's, like I said, this season I did not have a, a look that necessarily, quote unquote, wowed me. No. This is probably the closest to that in terms of that Hoso was so willing to fully, like, say, yeah, this is what you see us as. This is what, you know, we walk here and you stupid fucking, we you know, Westerns be like, ah, yes, you're all the same. You look like a rat. They have the eating dog. Like oh, yeah. Eating dog meat, having the word. Um, I don't know if I can say it. Well, because I'm not saying it in a bad way. They just, What's spelled out on their chest is oriental. Okay, so it's not a slur. It's just the fact that it's misused all the time for oh, okay. people who are in East Asia, even though it's supposed to be West Central. Right. I just, I don't know. And then, But then, like, the rat teeth and the sort of rat face, because everybody always thinks, like, rats and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and the start that they started with a mask, like coronavirus. 
it's the fact that it needed to be said and like i said with coco you know y'all be you know don't be like oh wow this look was amazing yes mama work and then just completely miss the message of hey motherfucker look at what is being said make sure you're not contributing to the horrible racism and continuing assumptions not assumptions it's close to assumptions stereotypes stereotypes thank you that you know people continue to have about asian culture and just asian people in general yeah especially with the fact that asian people are not a monolith this shouldn't have to be said for an area of the world where half the population lives but they aren't all the same they're really not even within their individual nations especially not within their individual nations i don't know people are just crazy honestly but yeah i think this is a great look it's filthy it's a good example of like filth not necessarily yeah yeah the dog eating thing is quote-unquote filthy but i also think it's just it's a good example of like racism it's fucking filthy Mm -hmm. racism stereotyping all that is just fucking filthy so i think it's great for that yeah finally we have dolly again for me the weakest of the night i thought dolly's horror was the weakest of the night that i'm sorry but that shit did not speak to me at all i think they were both the weakest for me just because it's it's essentially a autoerotic asphyxiation pervert a guy rips off his shirt uh goes behind a sort of giant bedrooms thing is jerking off a cardboard tube and then poof confetti but then also he died from the autoerotic asphyxiation for me it was just underwhelming in terms of filth personally yeah i didn't really see anything that could necessarily be improved either that just happens sometimes you know sometimes an idea is kind of a dead end literally at the same time it still doesn't detract from what they did so you know it was just so for me it was um it was a flop it was a flop but you know what doesn't matter no i do again want to reiterate this doesn't feel filthy for anyone who is yeah particularly kinky yeah not at all like enjoying voyeurism and stuff like that it's like i got the idea or the idea of being like erotic with your own body being filthy yeah i just i don't know i didn't see it i'm sorry the motions and the actions is like scandalizing the idea which just feels kind of weird yeah anyway like i said for me my filth was um saint and hoso tied again for like first place then sigourney and Mm -hmm. then dolly but like in distant second third we now so that's everything the boulets do some talking that's not us because we're not them we're going to nominate the winner of the boulet brothers dragula oh shit we already spoiled it at the beginning it's dolly congratulations whoa they're wearing their crowning looks i think all of them look well that's not true i thought about it more than i'm looking because they're all wearing their crowning looks i think all of them look hilarious oh my god but i do think saint just looks so stunning because obviously it's sort of just like looks you don't mind getting covered in blood mm-hmm it's a look you're willing to have as your final look of the season. I will say it's interesting because, not interesting, I have a feeling. So Dolly gets crowned. They don't actually give him this crown and scepter. He just gets covered in blood. I just like to think it's because they've got that bald head that they're like covered in blood. To everything in blood. He'll be completely covered in blood. <laughs> I think a part of it is as well. So we got this earlier at one point. Drac uh, goes over what the winner will win. And it's like, we'll headline the tour and we'll receive a crown and scepter from Fierce Drag Jewels in voiceover. And you can tell that this was ADR and it was lower quality than even the podcast section. So, oh boy. But congratulations to Dolly. And that wraps up another season of us. Ah, crap. What are we going to do now? 
oh wait, starting in the new year, or sometime in the new year, we're gonna might take a small break, we're gonna begin on Drag Race Thailand recap. That's right, bitches, we're Woo! finally doing something that's not Dragula. In the lead up to whenever Dragula Thailand season three is supposed to start airing, sometime next year, I'm excited for Dragula it. Thailand? <laughs> that would be fun. Can you imagine the Thai queens doing Dracula? I just want to see Art Arya and Pangina running around chasing each other with knives or something. (laughs) Oh, that would be so fun. Anyway, no. I just... Drag Race Thailand season one and two recap. It'll be a lot different than these episodes because they will not be single episode focuses. They'll probably be trying to do two. We'll be doing two to three episodes in one podcast episode. Mini recaps, basically. Mm -hmm. So we can go over all of seasons one and two before season three starts airing. We don't actually, we don't have a date for when season three. We just, it says it's supposed to be 2022. So yeah, hopefully by the time it airs, we'll be done with seasons one and two. And then we'll go full on into Drag Race Thailand season three. Woo! Yeah, if you've seen our super recap show that did seasons one and then quick glossed over season two for Dracula, it's then basically like that. It will yeah. be a slightly more expanded form of that. Yeah, basically. If we do three episodes in an episode, we'll probably take twenty to twenty-five minutes to discuss each episode. Try to anyway. Yeah. Anyway, well, this is it for Dragula, at least, until the next season comes out. Yeah. Congratulations again to Dolly. Congratulations to the top four, Sigourney Beaver, Saint, and Hoso Teratoma. And congratulations to everyone on this season, and the Boulets, and uh, the production assistant, and uh, not Ian, though. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, just, you know, congratulations, and welcome to Shudder, and we'll see you next time. For Dragula, anyway. Yeah. Seems like you've finally found a home that fits. Hopefully. When it fits, you feel it. It fits, <laughs> Well, for the last time this season on Dragula, until next time, Dragula, and then... Well, technically, this will be the last time for Dragula, because I'm not going to use the same outro for Dragula. I'll try something different with Drag Race Thailand. <laughs> I can already... No, I already know. Drag Race Thailand, I'm probably just going to scream, like... It's like... Normally, the outros are like unpleasant dreams. Drag Race Thailand, I'm just going to be like, FIGHT FOR YOUR LIFE! <laughs> Y'all get that <laughs> reference when we get to the season. Oh, can't wait. Anyway, this has been Andrew B. and... Guy Smith. This has been Two Gays Who Drag Cast, and until... Drag Race Thailand, unpleasant dreams. We do not own claim ownership of, or desire for ownership of, contained or referenced clips and copyrighted content. They are the property of their trademark and copyright holders. Two Gays Dragcast is co-founded and co-hosted by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew B. Editing and show running by Guy Smith. Community management by Andrew B. Intro music is Cold Rise by Gunnar Olsen, and the outro is Base Walker by Kevin McLeod. You can find us at our links in the description for my and Andrew's YouTube channels and our website, twogaysdragcast.wordpress.com. You can additionally find all of our content as well as all the places where you can find our podcast at twogaysdragcast.anchor.fm. We are an independent production. Sharing the podcast with your friends is the best way to support the show. Leaving ratings and reviews on your podcast platform of choice are also extremely helpful. Thank you so much for listening in. Until next time, sweet nightmares.